Uh, we're going to talk about the Kina, which is said on the day of Tishabav. In the standard editions of the Kinot, it's considered Ot Lamed Hey. It begins with the word Yom Achpi Ichbaditi. The reason I'm going to talk about it is because I think it is particularly not understood uh, <clears throat> without proper background. So I'm going to try to provide the background, and then hopefully in the event that uh, any of you say it on Atishabah, it will be more or less properly understood. We'll give an introduction. There was a Kohen Gadol during the first bayit by the name of Yoyada Kohen Gadol. Yoyada. There was also a family of Kohen called Yoyada. It's probably the case that Yoyada Kohen Gadol was from that family. In any case, that was his name. Yoyada. The, the family existed prior to his birth. There was a, a very complicated uh, situation in the Malchut of, of Yehuda. Um, during the time that Yehuda Kohen Gadol was the king, was the Kohen Gadol, uh, and since he, he lived to the age of 130, this is explicit in Sefer Melachim, and there is, you know, as far as I know, other than Aaron Akoin himself, who lived to the age of 123, uh, whose yard site uh, was uh, today, or is today, I guess, if you're in the United States, the, there is no Kohen Gadol, or very few Kohenim Gadolim, whose, data, who, whose age is mentioned. If I recall correctly, Ailey's age is also mentioned that he was 98 years old when he passed away. But that Yoyada uh, Kohen Gadol was 130 when he passed away. That's, uh, that, you know, it, it's completely out of context of anything we're familiar with as the Avot. So, in any case, we, um, at some point during his Kuhnagadola, um, there, uh, the, the queen took over because the, the only heir that was left alive was a child who had been hidden. The child became Yoash, or was known as Yoash, Yoash ben Achaziao, the Melech of Yudah. And it was Yoyada Kohen Gadol who, who protected him and who uh, revealed him and anointed him, literally anointed him, for success to be the Melech, and uh, he basically was responsible for Yoash becoming the king. It's uh, strongly implied and it becomes pretty much explicit that Yoash was obeyed Hashem throughout the life of Yoyada Kohen Gadol. Exactly how many years that was in terms of the lifetime of Yoash himself, I'm not sure. But whatever it was, uh, he, he had personal uh, attachment to him, at least as long as he was alive. And uh, he, he followed uh, his religious lead. When Yoyada Kohen Gadol passed away, Yoash was negatively affected by other people, uh, apparently that hung around him. And uh, he basically uh, allowed for Avodah 
had a son by the name of Zechariah. It has been suggested that that Zechariah is actually the Zechariah in Treasar, but that is not Armasar. Armasar is that Zechariah in Treasar is uh, exclusively all of the Nevuot of Zechariah are are uh, of one of you lived by Shini, not in by Rishon. But in any case, Yoyedad is son by the name of Zechariah. Whether he became Kohen Gadol or not is not clear, but he certainly was a Kohen in the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, it's mentioned in, in Lachim that Yoyedad Kohen had two wives. Uh, we don't know whether he had two wives at different points in his life or, or whether he had them at the same time. In any case, Zachar, we, we also don't, you know, Zachariah could have been a very old man when his father passed away. His father passed away when he was 130. What is the age difference between the Yehoyada and Zachariah? We have no idea. It could have been uh, 20 years, it could have been 30 years, it could have been 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. We, we, we have absolutely no idea. But in any case, uh, at this point, when it becomes clear that after his father has passed away, Yoash is allowing for Avodazara and apparently even in the Mikdash. Um, Zechariah one day gets up and, uh, and gives Musa in the Mikdash. It's, it's very striking that it's not recorded in Sefer Malachim, but it is recorded in Sefer Devrei Yamim. Ibrahim in Bet, Perak Kafdalit. I'm going to read you the, the three psukim that deal with this. It's psukim Kaf through Kaf Bet. Now that's that's uh that paracuff ballad. Just one minute. Furuach Elukim Lafsha et Zakaria Ben Yehoyeda Kohen. Vayamod Meal Laam. It's interesting to know where that position is, Meal Laam. That is the sum total of his the Nevoah. It's, uh, it's also striking that it says Elukim instead of Shem Yudke Bavke. Even though it says Mitzvot Hashem Yudke Bavke, but but, uh, you know, he's careful not to use shame, Yudke Vavke, even in the context of his nevuah. You will not be successful, and God is leaving you. What was the people's reaction in the Mikdash to this statement of Zechariah? They rebelled against him, and they stoned him. And it says, "B'mitzvat ha-melech v'chazar beit Hashem." The stoning took place at the order of the king. 
The king is Yoash, who Zechariah's father had basically put Yoash in his position. And the apostle goes on to say, V'lo zachar Yoash ha-melech ha-chesed asher yoyada adiv imo v'yarog et b'no. Uchmoto amar yere Hashem v'yidrosh. That seems to have been Zechariah's last words. Yere Hashem v'yidrosh. He asked that Hashem see what's happening to him and be doresh the situation. This takes place well in the middle of Malchut Yehuda. Before Chizkiyahu becomes Melech, before uh, when the Aseret Hashvatim are still in their place, the, the Mikdash is going to be around for quite a while, many decades, over a hundred years. We now skip to Churban Beit HaMikdash, which is described with minor differences or, or, or minor additions and, and, and you know, more or less the same parak is found in Rachim Berk Bet Perak of Hay. And in your Miyahu, the last parak as well. So I'm going to read you from Lachim Bet, Perak Kafei Chet. Second. ובחודש החמישי בשבעה לחודש היא שנת תשע עשרה שנה למלך נבוכדנצר מלך בבל. This is Zion Av. בנזבו זרדן רב טבחים עבד מלך בבל ירושלים. וישרוף את בית השם ואת בית המלך ואת כל בתי ירושלים ואת כל בית גדול ושרף באש. And it goes on to describe in great detail the Churban. Now, Nevuzaradan's title is Rav Tabachim. Tabach in, uh, in Talmudic Hebrew and in modern Hebrew means the butcher. And it's, uh, it's an easy and good translation, but it doesn't really talk about Nevuzaradan killing Jewish people in Lachim or in Sefer Yirmiyahu. Where it is discussed at length uh, is in Mesechet Gitin. And I'm going to read you the Agadita about Nebuzar Adan Mesechet Gitin. This Nebuzar Adan is called Rav Tabachim, the Butcher. Amr Rabbi Chia Baravin, Amr Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi. Excuse me, Amr Rabbi Yeshua Ben Karcha. Sachli zakein echad me'anshei Yerushalayim. 
This is not a Masoret of, of Chachamim. This is a Masoret of people. Pointing to a particular valley, he said, Tovim 
And now we get the description from the Gemara. The Kargishishim the Mayot. He killed elderly in the hundreds. Uvacharim the Ribaot, and youngsters for the 10,000. Bayorit he went down to the Tebach, to the Butcher, Kohane Hashem Svakot, Bitino Kotchul Begrav, as described in the Gemara. Vene Avot Raot, with their parents looking on. The Ain Sheket the Dam Navi, the blood keeps boiling. And the sword of the enemy just keeps going. And the city is breathing heavy. The blood keeps boiling. Blood is, is, is going around. Like, like the sea and like, like the Nile River in Egypt. Until Nizvuzaradan raises his eyes to heaven by Yomer. Is this not enough of the blood of, of the daughters of Jerusalem? You want to finish them all off? Whatever is left. When he said that, the innocent blood of Zechariah stopped boiling and the sword uh, was quenched, so to speak. There is another paragraph to this uh, kina, which is printed in uh, this critical edition of the keynote, but that we don't usually say. I'm I'm not going to go through it with you. The point is the following. The story in Malachim should be taken very literally. The story in the Gemara is certainly figurative. But the point is that the it wasn't just that in the last day or the last few months or the last year or the last few years or during the time of Yirmiyahu that uh, that the terrible things were done in Bayit Bishon. Here you have a, a horrible event in the middle of the uh, of the period of Bayit Bishon, and Chazal uh, read this into the pasuk, and uh, it, it, it appears to be very close to Pshat, if not literally Pshat. The pasuk in in Echa Bet. Bet, Pasuk, Pasuk Kavalev. Here, let me make sure I'm reading it right. Im Yareg Mikdash, Pasuk Chav. Im Yareg Mikdash Hashem, Kohen Minavi. It sounds like it's it's part of the of, of, of the troubles of the Khurban. But Khazal Darshan is Yim Yareg Mikdash Hashem Kohen Benavi, who's the Kohen Benavi? Zachariah is a Kohen, Zachariah is a Navi. And that in effect this is a retort to all the complaints of all what the terrible things that were happening to the Jewish people. Could this be tolerated? Could this go on? 
the um, the realization that there was terrible tragedy in the Churban, but that not only in the last in the last period was it terrible deserving of it, but uh, there was trouble before. The the refusal to listen to Zechariah, to the Kohen ben the ignoring of Yoash, of the fact that Yehoyada saved his life and brought him to kingdom, and that here he's killing, and he's responsible for killing his son himself, becomes part and parcel of, of the Mikdash Rishon, that in effect requires a churban. It requires already then that we have to start all over. We have to figure out how to do it right. Peter, thank you for coming, and whoever else will be listening, thank you for listening as well. Stop here. Sure. Next year will be given tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, for me, it's not tomorrow at 12. That's, uh, that's what we said. 12 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Israel time. Tomorrow, Israel Hashem. Okay. Thank you.